This is Opposite Attractions. This week's challenge, let's get sharp. Welcome to Opposite Attractions, ladies and gentlemen, the show about theme park design that is technically possible. I am your host, Scotty Moore, joined as always by Jim Murphy. Jim Murphy, he's one fucking cool guy. Jim Murphy, Jim Murphy, he does some <laughs> shit, fuck, I don't know. I was I was a little lost on the song I there for a second. I don't care what they're going to say. Let Murphy rage on. I, Jim I, never bothered me anyway. I, I hate the cold. Like <laughs> fucking cold bothers me yeah, every damn day, baby. It's to uh, my um my my uh weather forecast for tomorrow is ice good luck have you seen have you seen uh new froze no. did you see the new frozen no, where uh frozen. elsa goes to battle with the uh, fire kingdom and really tries to reunite the four kingdoms as she becomes the avatar on her journey <laughs> no i i've not seen it but i did read a plot synopsis and it sounds real fucking buck wild someone at work came in and was like you need to see it it's really good i'm like i read the plot and jay go oh it's real convoluted <laughs> these kids did not get it the six-year-old no fucking clue <laughs> oh but i don't want to talk about frozen i want to talk about the new adorable thing that disney has brought to the table and it's baby fucking yoda god baby yoda he's so cute <laughs> If, if you worked for Disney and, like, whenever they started filming that show, they came to you and they said, hey, like, two of the main, like, the two main characters are basically Boba Fett 2.0 and a tiny-ass Yoda. And baby Yoda, would, yeah. I think you would do better for selling merchandise than getting like some intern to go to cafe press <laughs> and put one picture on every type of clothing and then sell it for like $40 a pop. Cause that is pretty much I, what they did. I would bid for a baby Yoda has a posse shirt. Uh, <laughs> I would dig that. I would, I'd honestly get one of the Mandalorian like screaming, screaming down and then baby Yoda being the fucking cat from the meme. I would buy that. Um, um, but no, not just a picture of baby Yoda. That would be too much. I, I want, um, you know, the, uh, how in like episode two, I think like Yoda was like basically flying around on like a, like a, like a piece of the floor doing flips. Yeah. I just want like a drone, a baby Yoda drone. Oh, fuck yeah. People would buy the shit out of a Baby Yoda drone. <coughs> or, Absolutely. Or, a, or a, like, Baby Yoda on a hoverboard. Yeah. Or you could be the hoverboard. You can, and dab and Baby it. Yoda's can Baby in the Yoda middle. Dab? Baby Yoda can absolutely dab. I don't know why you would say 
anything to the to the contrary. But Jim, right now, I want to take a journey back to a place we've not been in quite a while, mostly because I couldn't find a funny thread. But it's time to journey back into Reddit <laughs> for a new thread. I have found employees of Disney. What's the craziest thing you've seen happen in the park? Uh-oh. I once had a la- I once had a lady who was waiting in line asking me if it was okay if her son went to the bathroom. I said sure, thinking she was going to take him to the toilet. Nope, the boy who had to be this close to 10 pulled down his pants and just started pissing everywhere. Did not know how to react, just stood there and watched astonished. The the the, the theme from Fantasmic started to play. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, heard about a woman who shoved her baby under her shirt to try and go on Space Mountain. Uh, saw on more than one occasion people smoking weed. A lot of people die, too. It's weird. Oh, my God. Before this, I found a thread, and it was, um, I guess, like, just Disney horror stories. And one began with, like, oh, man, it's my time. And I'm like, oh, this person's going to have a really funny story. And then they're like, I'm autistic, and I got really scared. It's a small world. My dad told me to shut up and started strangling me. And I'm like, is your dad Homer fucking Simpson? What is this story? You were in Duff Gardens is where you were, young man. Yeah, because usually, like, those will have comments of people like, ah, that's so funny. That guy had one comment, and it was, this is actually real sad. Like, dude, this is really, really that sad. That does qualify, I think, as a Disney horror story. Yeah. I was on Small World, and I was being choked. I worked, it's also some people's fetish, it is, yes. though. So, it's, I worked at MGM Studios at the Great Movie Ride from 1998 to 2001. Crazy shit happened there all the time. Here are a few of my favorites. And this person has written a novel, and I'm gonna go through all of it, because it's so good. The witch in the Wizard of Oz section once broke mid-speech and spewed hydraulic liquid all over the first three rows of the ride from the tip of her finger. Ooh, splash zone. As if she was casting a real spell. Uh, Tarzan stopped in the middle of his swing, turned around, then rode the rest of the way backwards. <laughs> someone chained someone chained a cooler to a pole and everyone had to evacuate half of the park. What in a bomb? Just a family's lunch. They just didn't want to carry it around all day. Now this one is, this one's quality. While standing in line, an adult man took a shit in the corner of the pre-show. <laughs> A toddler wandered over to the alleged shit, picked it up, and did what toddlers do, put it in his mouth. I encountered the aftermath of this in the cast member break room as the mom rushed her brown baby into- (laughs) I didn't read rush the brown baby! Rushed her brown baby into our bathroom with her half-drunk husband following behind just saying, What? It's just shit. (laughs) <laughs> isn't that what isn't that how Br'er uh, Br'er Fox tried to catch Br'er Rabbit was with it? Yes 
there's this thing that can happen. It's known as a crash on dock. When this happens, it's because one of the vehicles went too fast or too slow, and it hooked bumpers with another car. When this happens, it somehow disables the emergency stopping function and also disables the speed control. So one car just pulls the other car into the dock. This causes every single dock board to pop up and snap out of its base, essentially eating the edge of the dock where passengers board. When this happens, it's a firing offense. It happened the first day I worked there. Grinding, crunching noises, screams, and two crashed cars. No injuries, just a lot of chaos. What? What Imagineer thought, I know how to make this good. If, if they get <laughs> together, how have ev- let's have everything fail. I didn't know Chernobyl was part of the great movie ride. An old guy died on my show. I feel bad because I feel like his final experience was with animatronic munchkins. <laughs> you got to see John Wayne. He's fine. Yeah. Once, while on a ride, I randomly started to get a nosebleed. I sat there bleeding on my crisp white shirt while trying to find something to catch the blood with. It was gushing. The kid sitting up front is screaming, What happened to her face? Thankfully, we had an emergency button that could help your, send help to your location. I mashed it till help arrived and got cleaned up, but I'm pretty sure I gave that kid a complex. <laughs> oh my god! The original Snow White voice actress was on my show. She was dressed in full Snow White costume, and we were informed that she was totally out of her mind, and we had to pretend that she was the real Snow White. She was fucking awesome. I want this person on the show. How shoop de doop, reach out to us cuz you're amazing. Some guests were convinced that the wandering rabbits were actually animatronic. Oh no. Once a guy walked up to me while it was raining and in all seriousness said, Hey, I know you guys have to water the plants, but can you turn off the rain for a while? He really thought that there was a bubble surrounding Disney that controlled the weather. Apparently this is not an exclusive thing. There have been like multiple people who have been pissed off at the rain being like, it's a bubble. Come on, fix it. The, the uh, the original Snow White voice actress uh, died in 97, early, early 97, and she was 81 years old. Aww. The guns used in the bandit and gangster scenes are real guns. They just used blanks. You'll notice they only ever fired in the air, never actually at people to avoid a Brandon Lee scenario. I was nervous because there was a Disney higher up on my show, and instead of saying this is the underworld, I said this is the underwear. (laughs) Oh my god! It's still going! There's still more! Okay, here are unconfirmed stories. I didn't witness or have proof, but they're still fun. One I posted in the comments. So, at the alien scene, there's a point where the alien comes down from the ceiling and strikes at the guests. It's about six feet above their heads, strikes two or three times, and creeps back into the darkness above. It's a fucking terrible part of this ride. So one day, the alien comes off its track and flies directly into the lap of one of the guests. Oh, he gets. Yes. He gets 
He hits a good smack on the face, and everyone around him is suitably terrified, as was policy before they could get up and run around screaming about murdering Disney rides. The guests were ushered into a room full of guest services people and showered with gifts and refunds and free tickets and all sort of please do not take this to the press items. Now, I did get confirmation that this all happened. What I never got enough evidence of was that the man who was directly hit by the alien, all he asked for was the alien. He, <laughs> he wanted it for his collection. Because something something in him, like some, he, he realized he had a fetish in that moment. Yeah, he wanted it for his collection, and according to rumor, he was given the alien and sit happily on his way There's while the There's no way he was given the alien. If Buzzy is worth like 80 grand, there's yeah. no way he was given the alien. Okay. I knew I have a new life goal, and I don't know if they'll ever hire me back at Disney, especially <laughs> after this show, but <laughs> cast members would occasionally have sex inside the elephant in the Tarzan scene during the show. <laughs> I believe it's hollow, and the show is so loud, I don't think anyone would notice. I need this to happen to me. I need to go home, look at my beautiful betrothed, and be like, baby, I got one thing we need to do. Also, we gotta get fucking great movie ride back. We have to get a time machine as well. Oh, no. First week or so, someone died on the barnstormer. Rumor has it it was a guy who hopped on the track to retrieve someone's hat, and the poor guy was just trying to help. According to Rumor, the ride beheaded him when he stood up as the cars were coming down. Can't find any proof, but Disney is pretty good at covering yeah, shit I, up. See, I'm gonna go on no on that one. I'm pretty sure everyone would know if a guy got beheaded by the, by the freaking barnstormer. Supposedly, the plane in Casablanca is the real prop plane from the movie. It's probably not, it's, but that's what they told me. It is definitely not. That's what they told me to tell guests when we are broken down. Yeah, the the plane, uh, the front half of the plane is was in the great movie ride. The back half was is the one on the Jungle Cruise. It's oh my god! Plane. No. This isn't what I want to follow up with, but someone responded with the an old I, an old guy died on my show comment by saying, "If this happened in summer two thousand and one, I was on that train." <laughs> my, it, it, if it my, happened more than once, that's really creepy. My dad got stuck next to his wife, and they were in the car behind him. She was pestering him to stay awake for the first half of the ride, and around the Tarzan scene, she looked over to my dad and asked, Does he look okay to you? And the poor guy's eyes were glazed, and he didn't, wasn't even granted the dignity of a closed mouth, so his tongue was all over the place. We're pretty sure it was either the Alien or Indiana Jones scene that did him in. Didn't hear about what actually happened until we got off the ride, but I did get a gl glimpse of the guy who looked suspiciously like Christopher Lloyd, <laughs> which involved getting stuck in the theater at the end for a few loops until the staff opened up the doors, still in the theater, and walked us out. In retrospect, it was pretty clever of them keeping that mess in the dark. The last thing anyone needed was that poor old guy out in the open for ev everyone to gawk at. Which... What the... What what's the your fuck? favorite side of the great movie ride? The or the orange side or the green side? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, the happy stories left me smiling. I especially like the guy asking for the alien. Good bargaining skills. I, um, I, I heard a story of someone in uh, the magic. I think they were in the Magic Kingdom 
and uh, an employee said that as they walked by, they had the map out, and they were trying to find Star Wars Island. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> there are a lot of crazy things I'd rather not get into. This is a different person. But the worst was one night during the fireworks exit, we had a bunch of 20-year-olds being dumbasses on the resort platform. They start punching each other in the arms, being the usual pricks to each other. One of them ended up missing his friend and cold-clocking a 12-year-old girl. Oh, jeez. The the girl's dad had to be 6'4 and 320 pounds and built. I mean, really built. He's the most took electrifying four... man in the, <laughs> the monorail. It took four security guards and two Orange County deputies to pull the guy off the bloody pulp that remained of the kid. His friend ended up jumping into the bushes to get away from one seriously angry father. That's me, my dude. All right, let's see. This will be, oh no, that can't be it. I, I, I was about to read one, and then I was like, nope, I can't. I, nope, that's all being racist towards Brazilians. Can't do that. Oh no, it's nothing but a comment thread of people yeah. who hate Brazilians. Yeah, I, 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 one of the higher-ups was on my show, and instead of saying underword, underworld, I just said the C word repeatedly very loud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it just I said the out. N-word. Okay, I worked in Fantasyland at Magic. I, I didn't pre-read this one, so I'm a little afraid, but we need one to go off on that doesn't involve an old man death. I worked in <laughs> Fantasyland at Magic Kingdom right before the opening of New Fantasyland. This was before Seven Dwarfs Mine Train opened, but it was still swarming with people trying to see the newer attractions. Like, shoulder to shoulder at times. Insanity, but at the same time, I really loved seeing the beginnings of the new section of the park. Our complex has a mythical story about a repeat offender passed down from generation to generation of CPs. This story is still told in the halls of the Hundred Acre Wood, and I was lucky enough to witness it. You guessed it, annual pass holder. <laughs> all, the, all, the, all the attraction I worked at, guests with disabilities or who had a guide animal, had a certain car they could ride in to make them more comfortable. The vehicle was a lot easier to get in and out of, and we could also turn off any of the rocking motions. This way, you could still enjoy the story of the ride. Enter the dog lady. First thing that set us off, she shows up in line with a DAS pass. What this card allowed you to do at the time was essentially skip the line. This is great for kids who might not be able to uh, stand outside long in the heat, especially when wait times can be over an hour in peak season. Mind you, this was before the more recent changes, so you can't do that anymore. When asked why she had the DAS, she says she has a service dog and motions to the tiny Yorkie she has brought with her. Okay, I mean, we've had service pythons on this attraction before, so no big deal. Gets into the disabilities vehicle and is ready to ride with the pooch in her lap. Here's the second issue. We have a rule that any service animal need a ride in the bottom of the car. Not only could the animal get hurt or electrocuted if it falls out of the vehicle, but our sensors are incredibly sensitive as, as it is, and one false trip could shut down the whole attraction. So for the puppy's safety and our sanity, it just makes more sense for her to ride on the floor. My co-worker asks her to do so. Cue flipping shit. <laughs> Cursing, flailing, whole kit and caboodle. After a few minutes in the ride almost auto-stopping, she puts the dog down, push the button, send her on her way. 
for the next few minutes, everything's hunky-dory. She goes through the ride. We're doing our thing, keeping the operation moving slowly. Lo and behold, as she comes out of the attraction, the dog is back in her lap. My coworker emergency stops the ride as per protocol just outside the loading dock. She asks the woman to put her dog on the floor. When she refuses, the ride eventually auto-stops and shuts the fuck down. Oh, man. Now the real fun begins. The fun thing about our disability vehicle? By protocol, we have to call the local hospital re to retrieve whoever's in it. While this may sound ridiculous, keep in mind that the people usually riding in it are in a wheelchair. If I were them, I would not want six scrawny recent college grads lifting them out of that thing. So 911, it is. Yes, this is standard practice, and yes, it is time-consuming. I, my favorite part about this is the fact that she's right <laughs> in, in almost reaching distance of the dock. We inform her that she has to wait while we call 911 to have her removed from the vehicle. More shit is flipped. She threatened, every, threatened everyone on the platform. Her husband, who didn't ride, threatens everyone on the platform. She says we're cruel to animals for having them ride on the floor, and you can extrapolate the rest. Another thing about ride stop protocol... We have to call a manager to restart the ride. Manager shows up and he starts having to placate this woman, but to no avail. She's screaming and crying about how, the, how this ruined her day because, mind you, she just had to put the dog down and we could have let her off the ride. When the EMTs do show up, she says she's having heart palpitations from the whole thing. The lovely EMTs get her out of the vehicle and onto the platform. That's when we find out the dog is not even a service dog. She just calls it that, but because she is an annual pass holder, she only gets a stern talking to, a fast pass to shut her up, and escort it out of the attraction. End of story, right? <laughs> no. Fantasyland, like all the lands, has a radio system for when managers are needed. An hour later, a call comes over the walkie-talkie, saying this lady pulled the same shit on Journey of the Little Mermaid. <laughs> I have so many stories from my time in Disney, but this one certainly takes the cake. Too long didn't read, woman does not put dog on floor of ride, and throws a hissy fit. Oh my god, that's so fucking choice. Also, I'm real curious about the service python. I want to know what a service python is. But Jim, this is not a podcast about reading Reddit threads, even though I did just blow a solid 15 minutes on it. It is a podcast about building our own theme park, and this season... We've got the most dangerous theme park in all of America. The epic universe. It makes fucking Action Park look like a bitch. <laughs> and last week I gave you a challenge because we've done it. We've done dangerous. We've done horrifying. But we ain't done knives. <laughs> we ain't got them ding-dang knives in a ride yet. So in tribute to Knives Out, a film I have not seen and we are not sponsored by... <laughs> We we had to make a knife-based ride. And here's the problem, Jim. I could not come up with a knife-based ride. <laughs> but I did come up with knife-based rides. Because <laughs> sitting at work, I had a bunch of ideas that were half-assed, but just enough for me to build Ni Knivesville 
the new section coming to the epic universe it's all about knives and fun i am kind of curious we could have a gun section but you can't bring a knife a knife to a gun section so um so the first idea i had was you know i don't know what the name of it is i call it the sledgehammer it's one of those big flippy shits where you're in a little vehicle at the end of a pole at the end of that pole, the top of that pole has another vehicle, and it just spins in circles, and you get to enjoy the centrifugal force as it flips you up and down. I want to do a variation on that. But instead of it being two, it's going to be three vehicles, and as you fly up in the air, you will be doing the motion of a butterfly knife opening. So <laughs> one's just shooting over in an arc, the others follow with it, and it's doing fucking tricks and spinning in circles, and you are vomiting. It is absolutely <laughs> yes, horrifying. Um, but it, it, it's a small thing, but I feel like it would be really fun to ride the butterfly in Knivesville. Um, let me pull out my fucking, <laughs> my notes that I wrote on a sad piece of receipt paper. Um, another one I had was, uh, this is more of a small thing for the kids. It would be the make your own shiv section. And it's kind of like the lightsaber thing at Star Wars Land, except you get to make your own dagger that you could use in prison. So it teaches the kids all the different techniques. If you roll up a newspaper, you can sharpen that down. That's really good. Come on, little Billy. Test this one out on your brother. It's fine. Um, let's see. Another, uh, another idea I had was for... Essentially, it's kind of like bumper cars. Except there are balloons around your car, and also there's a giant fucking, almost like a scorpion tail coming out of the back of your vehicle, and you can use it and just stab. <laughs> and it's a stabbing car, and you go around and you have to try to stab all the balloons on other people's carts, and when you do get stabbed, it spins you in a violent circle, and also turns the knife sideways, so you can get dug into some shit, and also possibly kill some people. So that's knife cart. Uh, there's also the knife, the knife throw, which is real simple. It's just like it's like the old school balloon setup, except instead of having darts to pop the balloons, you have big ass knives, and you just hurl them towards this 18 year old fucking high school graduate we've got running this thing. Can, can and we? And you have to try to we, pop. Uh, can we kind of blow that out into like the Frontierland shooting arcade, but with knives? Yeah, 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 I'm down with that. And you just get to throw knives at a child. Yeah. <laughs> now, I wanted... Here's the thing. Knives land, it seems very crass. It doesn't seem that educational. So I wanted to take a cue from one of the original audio animatronic ro or shows, which is, of course, uh, Tales with Old A.B. Lincoln, or whatever it's called. <laughs> Except I wanted someone who's always been a king of knives and real good at with knives. So instead, you walk into this big stadium and you just see Jack the Ripper there. And he just teaches you about all the people he killed. And he's... he's <laughs> it's secretly Abe Lincoln. It's actually Abe Lincoln, but it's actually secretly Donald Duck in a potato costume. Um... <laughs> 
Now, the, the fun thing I will say about this one is afterwards, you get to test your metal because you get to get a knife, and in front of you are so many ladies of the evening, and you got to see if you can beat Jack the Ripper's record as you <laughs> run through and just see how many you can stab in a minute. It, it's a real fun competition. It, it ranks you against the great stab boy of Jack the Ripper. Um, let's see. Oh, now this is my grand finale, and this is quite possibly my new favorite intervention to the fucking, the, to the game, to, to it all. And it's, I want to build a haunted house, Jim. But there's one change. You get a fucking knife. I mean, if anybody comes out and tries to scare you, oh, a knife to the chest of Freddy Krueger. And, like... I don't know how we'd pull it off. I don't know if they've just got a massive blood bag all over their body. Because you would get, like, the, the retractable blade. But once it makes contact, it will cause blood to come out. Now, because of the fact that it's a haunted house and multiple people are coming through, essentially what you're going to do is walk into several gang beatings of your favorite <laughs> uh, favorite horror movie characters. Like, you just walk in and Jason's getting kicked in the ribs while people stab him. This isn't a haunted house. This is a revenge house <laughs> for all the bullshit that haunted houses have put us through. Now we can fight back. Now we've got weaponry. <laughs> Here. It's not a scare zone. It's a share zone. Exactly. And what it is is sharing the gang prison beating of fucking Leatherface. I shoved his own chainsaw up his ass. I don't care. But of course, that's what all—that's all the antics and craziness that can be found here in Knivesville, t Tennessee. Good old Knivesville, Tennessee, baby. That's my knife ride. It's uh—it's called Pigeon Forged in Fire, is what it's called. <laughs> hey, dude, don't fucking joke about that, cause one of the guys on Forged in Fire is in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, and he'll teach you how to make a, a, a knife out of a railroad spike. And my dad has tried to get me to do it every time we go to Pigeon Forge, and each time I'm like, I don't want to make a knife. I don't care about <laughs> knives that much. I'm going to teach you how to make a knife out of an old letter opener. Can I you stole. turn my Can you turn my vape into a knife, but I want it to still work. So it's going to be, you put, the, put the juice in the bottom, put a tube up through the top of the blade, and I just suck on the end of that big boy knife, and it's a good, good time. You just hold it in your I, teeth like like Crocodile Dundee. Exactly. That's not a, that's not a vape. This is a vape. <laughs> so that's my knifey idea, Jim. What did you bring to the table? Um, so, uh... I know how much you love the attraction Space Mountain. Yeah. And I know when you when you ride Space Mountain, you're thinking, what could we add to this to make this ride better? And, A knife to kill myself. Uh, with. The yeah. answer is, of course, Peter Pan's flight. Now, say there's an old lady, <laughs> and she. <laughs> And she just won't put a tiny dog down on the ground. We do have permission to stab her. That's the difference now. Um, my idea is essentially two attractions in one working sort of against each other. 
So kind of like a dueling dragons, except one is a fun dark ride through Peter Pan while they're screaming individuals on a bullet well, train hurtling above your head. It is more that the uh, the roller coaster is uh, down below and you are flying over the top of the roller coaster. But the idea is that you have these kind of like gooey sort of like foam sticky sort of like uh, balls or like head shaped things and you have to throw them down onto like headless dummies to get them to stick okay that's and you get points for that meanwhile people in the coaster would have swords and basically be attempting to highlander the dummies okay that's good i thought you were gonna say there's just like these sacks of goop and everyone on the dark ride has a sword, and they can just slice the goop in half and send it raining down onto the people on the roller coaster well, I mean, below. If you really want to, you don't have to aim for the dummies. You can't aim for the cars. It would be harder to see them. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm thinking of so like a, a black light. Like, imagine if Space Mountain was full of black light mannequins with no heads. Jim, you've described my literal worst nightmare <laughs> just now. That sounds absolutely horrifying. And then as I decapitate them, another head grows in its place and splats. Fuck this. I hate it so much. Do you, have you ever heard the original Star Tunnel music? No, I have not. And I don't want to. see if I can wanna. find the Star Tunnel uh, music. It's just screams of people being decapitated. Oh, someone has a four-hour loop of the Star Tunnel. No! <laughs> Now imagine that for four hours. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> that's I my favorite. That for... That's like some of my favorite music, honestly, because it's very trippy. Just imagine yeah. that with swords. <laughs> <laughs> that with swords and then <laughs> fucking like low-key trickster gods above you throwing heads down at that, you that consistently. Is what would, that's, that music is what would play when you took the people mover through through the through Spaceport 75 or whatever the hell they call that stupid yeah. tunnel now do you hold the sword or is it like there's a button and it shoots out I, the sword now, i was thinking it would be like in space mountain it's because it's like three people or four people or two people in a car and they're like they're behind each other like top gun yeah um, this would be more like a side by side sort of thing but you wouldn't really be able like the person on the left would be aiming to the left, the person on the right would be aiming to the right, and maybe there would be some kind of protective shield in between in case something got a little awry. But yeah, you would yeah, be yeah. holding that sword. Maybe you put like a we could put like a Wii moat strap on the sword so they can't like throw it into the abyss. I mean, I also propose uh, so a shield between you and the other person. I propose a shield to the outside as well, because otherwise like, your hand goes through that shield to grab your sword, because otherwise you can just bring the sword in and behead everybody around you, and then you get points for everything. Now you've got all the points. You beheaded everybody. <laughs> yeah. you, you've, so, won a, you've won a lifetime vacation to a whole new park. Yes. So, Jim, we've made some amazing knife-based rides today. But now i got to ask, what are we going to do next week? There's, what, like two episodes left? Yeah, I think there's two or three I really think that what the what our thing needs is something that a lot of Gun. theme parks have. Guns. 
I'm not doing guns. Well, I mean, if you want to put guns on this uh, this thing I'm going to tell you, that's fine. But what we need is a way for people to get around. We need a transportation. We need the world's most dangerous transportation system. Exa- a person gun. Yeah. You load them into the person gun, and it shoots you from wherever you're parked into the park itself. It's, it just yeets you across. It's called the it's called the Skyliner. Yeah. Magnum. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Magnum three fifty seven Skyliner is what mine's called. All right. Well, Jim, that is gonna be um, already a mistake. I can just let you know that right now off the bat. But until next time, where could people find you on the internet? Uh, I'm on Twitter at apparently smart, and uh, maybe you'll see pictures of my silly little kittens. And you can find me on Twitter at Scotty Mo S E O T T Y E M O. Buy all my books on Amazon and check out my brand new podcast, Deviant. It is coming out this Saturday. It is an audio drama about space pirates and idiocy. And I'll probably <laughs> drop in a trailer at the end of this show so you guys get a little preview of what Deviant's all about. And if you want to find it, you can find it iTunes, Podchaser, or online at a load of purebs.com, in addition to all the other bs network programs ladies and gentlemen so check that out remember to support like the patreon saint himself ransom Meltzer. there's a lot of really awesome stuff we got going on because in 2020 we're not just gonna have one bonus show we're gonna have four all of the different shows are gonna have their own sister show on patreon and the only way to get it is by donating at patreon.com slash a load of bs but if you can't support there you can always pick up some merch at merch.loadofpurebs.com or by just leaving us a review on iTunes, Podchaser, wherever you're getting us. Leave us those five stars that we crave so much. But until next time, remember to find Jim and me on Twitter at OpAdShow. That's spelled O-P-P-A-T-T-S-H-O-W. Are you down with O-P-P?